You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, whether you need peace in your family, your community, your workplace, church, or just recognize the need for peace in the world at large, this conversation is for you. We're talking with Brooke McLaughlin, who is author of Everyday Prayers for Peace. She runs Million Praying Moms, and this book is just the next in the series, several, all about prayer. Brooke, good morning. Thanks so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. First off, Brooke, I'm, I'm completely surprised because it was about nine years ago you wrote Praying for Boys. It took you a lot longer <laughs> yeah. to get to the peace side of things after Praying for Boys than I thought it should. A <laughs> little busy there. Well, I think it might make me an expert on the subject. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nine years of a case study, right? Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> So you've I'm talked. I'm happy to tell you that both of my boys have survived that time, <laughs> mm, and you have as well, which is very good. Yes. So your first two books, again, uh, this series now, everyday prayers. One was everyday prayers for joy. The other was everyday prayers for school year. Peace is your next topic. Why did you want to go there? You know, learning to live with peace in my own life, like not not to just say that it was about having two young boys that that kicked my feet out from under me in all the best ways, but learning to live with peace, everyday peace, the kind of peace that Jesus gives, despite what's happening in my life, good, bad, ugly, obedient kids, disobedient kids, has been one of the most important life lessons that God has taught me in recent years. So it's a very personal subject for me. But we are also hoping to eventually expand the entire Everyday Prayers Library so that it includes the fruit of the Spirit, all of the fruit of the Spirit. Our school year one was kind of an outlier that was really timely, considering that um, the world ended the previous school year with a school shooting. And so it really was the Lord that, that, that allowed that to happen at that time, because moms really wanted, I think, and were primed and ready to invite the Lord back into um, their their children's school situation, and it was wonderful. But we do want to get to the entire fruit of the Spirit, so that's part of the reason that peace was the next one we chose. One of the beauties is this method that you're using. It's not kind of—sometimes you think method, and you think, oh, no, I'm going to be kind of straight-jacketed into this, but this really gives a little freedom to your prayer life, doesn't it? It really does, and I, I firmly believe that if if one of your listeners were to read all 30 of the devotions that are inside of Everyday Prayers for Peace— they will come out on the other side with a deeper understanding of what God's Word says peace is, as opposed to what the world would want them to believe peace is. But there is an element of learning to invite the Lord into the moments of your day, into your into the devotional time, learning to talk with Him and confess to Him that we don't always understand what He's doing or why He even chose to define peace the way He did that there is just no substitute for prayer. And so inside of the the book, we go through what we call the Think, Pray, Praise method of daily prayer for each one of the, the 30 days in the book. And it's designed to really help you think deeply about the Word of God, then learn to pray the Word of God, because that's the heartbeat of Million Praying Moms, is teaching moms to pray the Word of God back to Him, and then to end your time with the Lord in praise. Because I guarantee you, if you go through the think and the pray, you will have something to praise Him for. And it's really kind of like putting your spiritual glasses on for the day so that you can see the world the way that God intends you to. 
You know, one of my favorite scriptures, especially in the New Testament, is Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Uh, why did you want to really kind of dive into this as well? Is this one of your favorites, too? Well, I don't know that it has always been one of my favorite verses, but within the last year or so, I was reading, just spending some personal Bible study time in Philippians, and I came across that, and I I just felt like the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and said, hey, Brooke, what if you actually lived out the message of Philippians 4, 6 through 7? Like, what if you actually chose to believe that it's true and lived it out. And I don't, I'm not a big believer that the Lord gives us a lot of formulas in his word, but I do believe he gives us a lot of promises. And I think that this is one of those promises of God that if we do this, if we actually walk through this, these verses or this passage step by step, applying them, that God will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, I've tried it in the middle of a football game while sitting on the bleachers. So if it can work while sitting (laughs) in a football game on the bleachers, it can work. It really does work. And sometimes you may have to wrestle with God a little bit, like Jacob did in Genesis 32. Sometimes you may have to go through the process of, you know, do not be anxious about anything, but everything in prayer, by prayer and supplication, let your request be made known to God. You might have to do that several times. You may have to refuse to move until God gives you peace, but I promise that he will. You know, when I read that and was really thinking about it, the piece, I never thought of a defense against what the world is throwing at me when it comes to images. I mean, you talk about watching Mm -hmm. a football game from the stands. I watch it from my couch and the next (laughs) commercial comes up. I'm like, I can't watch that. I mean, it's it comes at you in ways the world is throwing us garbage in ways that um, Mm -hmm. you can't expect or even can't control sometimes. And the peace of God is our defense against that, this verse is telling us. It is. And I think it's a choice. Mm. For the believers, peace is something we already have. One of, the, one of the most profound truths that I have found as a part of this Everyday Prayers library that we've created is that things like peace and joy, love, uh, patience, all of those things, they're not feelings. They're fruit, Specifically, in Galatians 5, God tells us that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, these are all things we have as believers in Jesus simply because we, are, we, are, we belong to Him. So if you're a believer listening right now, and, and you can identify with what we're talking about, about how the world just assaults us, it comes after us with things that are, that are designed specifically to rob us of peace, you can take heart in knowing that you actually already, as a believer, have the peace of God living inside of you. It might be a small seed right now, but as with all plants, it can be watered, it can be nurtured, it can be pruned. There may be things that we need to remove from our lives in order for peace to grow, but that gives me hope that I that God has given us the tools with which to stand firm when the world assaults us with things that are meant to steal our peace. We're talking with Brooke McLaughlin, the author of Everyday Prayers for Peace. Okay, so if peace is something that we have as believers, how do we recognize that but also bring that uh, to maybe a chaotic situation, whether it's in our home or our workplace today? So in addition to just having God's peace living in us in a greater way, we have 
the Holy Spirit living in us, right? We have the kingdom of God at work in us and through us. Um, There's a song you may recognize by Jason Gray. It's called With Every Act of Love. And the lyrics to it say, with every act of love, we bring the kingdom come. And the lyrics, the first time I heard those words, I was really just struck by the fact that I literally carry Jesus with me into every situation I encounter. And because of that, I have the ability to touch other people's lives with the kingdom, with the peace that God has given me through displays of love and kindness toward them, sowing seeds of peace around me. I can do that proactively. And seeing ourselves as carriers of peace that way helps us to start enjoying what could be difficult situations. I find myself now, you know, over we just we just got through the holidays and I'm sure that that many listening right now can identify that sometimes the holidays bring lots of joy and sometimes they bring difficulties with them, difficult relationships. It it maximizes the hurts and the joy sometimes at the holidays. But over the last few years, as I've put this truth into action, I've actually taken joy in going into some of those hard situations that I know are going to come because I, I realize that I'm bringing Jesus with me into those. I'm bringing the kingdom of God. I'm bringing peace, and I can choose to sow peace in those relationships and leave the results up to God. But my part, as much as it depends on me, is to allow God to work through me in that way. And once you realize that you have that living inside of you, it just changes the way you look at the world. Mm. I, I think because things get flipped. So the world is telling us that peace is our God. And what you're saying is God is our peace. There's there's a difference exactly. and it's not flipped. Exactly. Exactly. The world wants us to believe that having good and right and easy circumstances, or for me as an introvert, I used to equate peace with just quiet, right? So, and, and I think maybe peace can be quiet, but it is not the same definition. The world wants us to believe that when everything is going our way, we should feel at peace. But Jesus said something quite different. In John sixteen thirty three. he says, you know, you're going to have trouble. And it isn't realistic to think that circumstances will always go our way. And when this happens, we tend to feel a distinct lack of peace. But the scriptures tell us that John 16 verse tells us Jesus is our peace. Ephesians 2.14 says Jesus is our peace. So the main difference between worldly peace and biblical peace is that worldly peace can be taken away. But biblical peace can never be taken away from the believer. We always have access to it. So if a listener is hearing what you're saying and they're in the midst of raising a teenager that is maybe going astray or they're in the Mm -hmm. midst of a difficult relationship, their spouse has said words they thought they never would hear. You mean to tell me they could have peace in the midst of that? And, And how? You know, it's an interesting question, and and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be the one to tell you. I'll let God's word say that He tells us that we can have peace at all times in every way. And I'm not saying that it will always be easy. I'm not saying that there won't be serious, real challenges that make it very difficult to to choose to live in the peace that Jesus gave us. So I'm not trying to approach this with a Pollyanna kind of of, of, of attitude, there will be difficulties in trying to do that. But you have access as a child of God 
to the definition, the very personification of peace itself. And as you train yourself in the seasons that are maybe not quite so hectic, to learn to go to God when you begin to feel stressed or anxious, that will carry with you into the hard times. And I would say during those really, really hard, difficult situations, um, you know, I often say this about prayer. I, I think especially to young mothers, this this becomes very real. We sometimes feel like our children keep us from having the kind of relationship with the Lord that we would like to, the craziness, the chaos. And I'm I'm here to tell you as one who has survived young motherhood and is now in the in the throes of having teenagers, one who's getting ready to graduate from high school this year, that there is no end to the to the stressors of raising children. They just change over time. And so it has been my my effort to instead of allowing the things of the world that want to threaten my peace to keep me from God, to allow those same things to press me toward God instead. And so I would say to the person who's listening, who maybe is in one of those situations right now that just seems over and above and really is struggling to find peace, find a way to get to Jesus. Do not allow anything to keep you from the truth of His Word, from relationship with Him, from the body of believers, from prayer. Talk to Him. Find a way to get to Jesus, and He will give you peace. 